Good evening and welcome to Late Night Study Sessions. I'm Alex, your study partner, and it is October 24th, 2017. Welcome, everybody. So, guys, I'm so sorry. I know I haven't posted a late night study session in about a week. Um, but unfortunately, as I think I said in my, uh, my last study session, my grandparents came and visited from across the country. And so unfortunately I was up really late every night, not doing homework, but hanging out with them. And I just didn't have a whole lot of time to podcast or do much of anything. So I'm sorry. I plan to be doing this a little more consistently from here on out but that's my excuse i guess for why i haven't been very consistent lately (sighs) doing more spanish tonight did you guys know that descuento means reduction or discount i've i'm i'm doing this class through Real Salado, a uh, on not just online, but a partially online community college. And part of the program just has me doing word searches, um, and I can look up the words and stuff. But it's kind of a pain because I don't know. I'm no expert, and I'm sure people could probably tell me why this is helpful, but. How is finding words in a jumble of letters that helpful for me to find, to learn a language? I don't know. Oh, I just got to do it. Negocio. Business. This is total rambling at this point. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Thanks for doing the word search with me, guys. You know, it's weird. Um, well, I guess not that weird, but I was super into like everything baseball related. Um, you know, while the Indians were were in the playoffs, while Cleveland was in the playoffs, and now that they're out, I'm just so done with baseball right now. Uh, I still don't mind reading about statistics and stuff like that, but somebody texted me today actually and they were like, hey, are you watching game one of the World Series? It's a really great game. And I was like, you know what? I have no interest in watching the World Series this year. And it's kind of sad because I was super excited for this World Series. But... uh Yeah, as soon as, once the Indians were out, I was just like, you know what? I I just don't really care. I don't even really have one team that I really want to win in the World Series. Both of them are really good teams. And I'm just done with baseball. Um, Yeah, I guess I just got to wait until February when the Indians come out to Arizona for spring training and then I can then I can like baseball again but until then 
it's kind of ruined for me. So I've transitioned from Spanish to English, and my English course is focusing on early English literature right now. And right now I'm learning about how the drama, like, plays evolved in medieval England. It's actually really, really interesting. So, in the early days of Christianity, plays were viewed with really high disdain. And even in, like, as late as, like, the 4th century if you be, if you were an actor and you converted to christianity you had to give up your profession because the plays were really uh not too appropriate and a little messed up so they made you quit and plays after that you know after rome fell and and all of that uh they kind of fell out of kind of fell out of popularity because for a while Christians had no use for for drama but as the uh, oh my gosh I don't even know what I'm saying I'm sorry guys as the years went on the people needed to be entertained in some way and so the first plays were in the churches and they were reenactments of bible stories and things like that well eventually the plays be- got a little too comedic and a little too uh funny i guess and so they and so the bishops were like all right you've got to take that out of out of the church and keep it in a more secular setting. And so then the guilds, so like essentially medieval workers unions, would put on plays for people and then they would take these plays all around the countryside showing them to the various people. And then as that grew in popularity they started doing plays about the lives of saints and then about the lives of legendary heroes and slowly th- just through the process of trying to make plays that people would enjoy they actually they slowly began making the plays that we see today with stories of real wor- of normal life stories and that's that's really cool because sometimes I think we go to Broadway and stuff and see our Hamilton and our The Miserable and I don't even know what's popular on Broadway right now but we go and we don't think about how it got started and that's just really crazy to think about that at one time like plays and dramas weren't even considered a decent form of entertainment. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
on to religion now and the subject tonight is the teleological the teleological argument for the existence of god or the reign of law in the universe for argument for the existence of god and so this is the first argument that i am that i studied and the way it basically works is when we look around at our universe we see a universe that's governed by laws and you know and this is shown by the fact that we have science if our world wasn't ordered in such a way that it had laws and it worked in a semi predictable manner we wouldn't be able to have science because if you threw water and salt together one day it would explode and the next day it would turn into jello but we have a universe that follows the rules so to speak and so the argument is if b because we have a universe that isn't random that has very specific and precise rules and a design to it that means that there has to have been somebody who designed the universe if there is a design there has to be a designer you can't get order from total lunacy and randomness you just can't do it so that in itself is a argument for the existence of god is that we have science that we have laws that we have the way the universe works consistently the second argument of god argument for the existence of god rather that i'm studying tonight is called the cosmological argument or the argument that centers around god and the origin of the universe and the way this argument goes is if you look at yourself right now you came from somewhere maybe you came from the kitchen maybe you came from the bathroom whatever but everything you do was caused by something else all the way back to when you were born and you were born because your parents were got married and they got married because they met and they met because they both went to this concert and then but they both went to the concert back by back and anyways it goes all the way back and so if everything has a cause then we can't have an endless line of causes forever that doesn't that's like not a thing that can happen if you think about it simply because uh just because like our world isn't infinite enough to have that long line there had to be something that instituted this list of causes first there for example if you had a line of dominoes there has to be a finger to have pushed that first domino the dominoes can't just have been knocked over um going back forever like they you'll net you never find the beginning of the dominoes it doesn't work that way so there has to have been an initial cause 
And that is another way of philosophically proving that God exists. So the reason that we don't approach the existence of God from a scientific standpoint, and it's more of a philosophical or theological argument, is based really on the limitations of science. Because science is designed by its very nature to look at and study the measurable and observable universe. Well, God, by definition, goes beyond the observable and measurable universe. He's infinite. He, he created the universe, not the other way around. So he's bigger than the universe. He's outside of it. Thus, when you try to make an argument with, for God or against God with science, the problem is you're using the wrong tools because it's... Because there's nothing in the uh, universe that can directly prove it because you did this experiment. There's no experiment that can test the existence of God because God doesn't operate within the universe's rules. I talked earlier about how the universe goes by a certain set of laws and of rules and of recognizable and consistent reactions well God is outside of that he can do what he want because he's God he's capable of doing whatever and so there's no way to measure like alright if I do this and this happens then God exists because God chooses what is going to happen and so I'm not super good at explaining it but that's kind of the reason behind Approaching the existence of God from a philosophical approach and not necessarily a, a scientific one. Alright, that's going to be the end of the October 24th late night study session. Thanks for everybody for hanging out with me tonight. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to put out another one tomorrow. And... Thanks again for listening. God bless. Have a great day.